0: Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia driven fears you have at 3 a.m. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we have not one mama, but two. These tales are classic ghost stories, but the only issue I had in the past when considering an episode for each mama was that their stories were pretty cut and dry. No variations would make for a very short episode, so instead, I combined these two due to their common thread, the railroad. Both ladies left their spirits to haunt the tracks where they died and provide us here on the show a good old ghost story. So, without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topics are Screaming Jenny and Slagpile Annie. This first tale takes us to the small town of Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. As an industrial community, it wasn't long until the railroad finally reached the town in 1833. When the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad Company finished their construction, in their wake, they left empty storage shacks near the tracks. Years later, the Great Depression hit the United States, leaving many homeless, And the people of Harpers Ferry, who had fallen in hard times, looked to these abandoned shacks as a means of shelter. One of these people happened to be a kind woman by the name of Jenny. With no family to care for her, Jenny took up residence in a smaller shed and found work wherever she could. Although she was barely getting by on the little food she managed to scrounge up, Jenny remained generous. Helping the sick and giving food to those in need, Jenny went without on many occasions. Winter tested the durability of these temporary homes, and their residents found it difficult to stay warm. As a result, indoor fire pits were very common. One particularly cold evening in late autumn, Jenny sat over the fire drinking some broth from a bowl for her dinner. During this, a spark flew from the flames, landing on her wool skirt. So hungry and desperate to satiate her appetite, Jenny didn't notice as the flames began to consume her clothing. When the heat finally reached her skin, Jenny leapt up in horror and used the broth from her bowl to douse the fire. Out of control at this point, her attempt was unsuccessful. Panicked, Jenny ran screaming from her home toward the nearby rail station where she believed others would be able to help. By running, she only fanned the flames, and while her screams increased with the fire, her steps slowed significantly. Ending up on the tracks, Jenny never saw the train which was fast approaching around the bend. Once he caught sight of this ball of fire, the engineer attempted to break, but it was too late. Jenny's screams came to an abrupt stop as the train mowed her down. Blowing the whistle to alert the crew at the station, the men ran outside to find the engineer had followed back down the tracks towards Jenny's body, still on fire. The crew doused the flames and brought her body back to the station. Given a pauper's funeral, Jenny's body was buried in an unmarked grave at a local churchyard. Soon after the incident, her former home was inhabited by a new family, and Jenny was forgotten. Her spirit, however, had other plans. One month later, an engineer rounding that same bend came upon a screaming ball of fire. Unable to stop the train in time, he hit the figure before coming to a halt. Like the engineer before him, he jumped from the train to uncover what he had run over. Unlike the engineer before him, he found nothing. Shaken from the incident, the conductor reported the experience to the station master, who believed that Jenny's ghost had returned. On the anniversary of her death, it is said that Jenny's spirit appears on the tracks looking for someone to help put out her flames. This second tale brings us to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania of the early 1950s. A University of Pittsburgh student who had taken up a summer job at the Jones and Laughlin Steel Mill reported an odd experience. The job required him to conduct a small train pulling empty hopper cars through the tunnel underneath the furnaces of the mill. While on duty, the student spotted a woman in the tunnel who seemed to be in her early 40s and wore a red bandana tied in her hair. Concerned for her safety, he called out to warn the woman to be careful due to the dangerous conditions and poor lighting in the tunnel. In response, the woman replied coolly, I can't be killed. I'm already dead. Immediately fleeing, the student returned to the foreman who wasn't surprised to hear his tale. Revealing that during the Second World War, when women were frequently taking over jobs previously held by men, a woman named Annie had the same position the student currently maintained. She managed to keep her job after the war, but not for long. Unfortunately, an accident in the tunnel caused Annie to lose her life about five years earlier. Her spirit wanders the tunnel to continue her work on the rails. Without a doubt, these ladies represent very different eras of American history. While Jenny points toward the mistreatment of the poor and the atrocities of the depression, Annie shines a light on gender issues and the outcome the Second World War had on the workforce. I find the history behind these tales to still be prevalent today, along with just being some solid ghost stories. Either way, they should be told. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help out and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.